Hallelujah. This morning, I'll be reading from the book of Psalm 121, verse 1 to 8. The book of Psalms. Yes, 121. I read from verse 1 to 8. So I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer the, thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this day, from this time forth, and even forevermore. Amen. This is a prayer for you, but I'll still stand on the same verses to preach to you or to, to, to give a sermon. Hallelujah. There was a time in the life of David that David needs a helper and he realized that all flesh has failed so he turned to God. Hallelujah. He turned to God and he said, I will lift up my eyes. Where do we tend to? Where do we focus? He said, I will lift up my eyes unto him. Hallelujah. For his help cometh from the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. God will always help his people. This morning, I, my, the drama really touched my heart. He said, even when I'm down and I'm sad, I still have to look up to him. So this morning, he preached me in a nice, you preached me in a nice way. Hallelujah. Yes, sometimes things can come on our way. We can be sad. We can be frustrated. But we still have to tend to him. We have to look at him, him alone. Amen. 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 I want to share with you destiny helpers. Destiny helpers. When we, when we talk about destiny, destiny must always be in the footprints of God. Amen. When the footprints of yours is not in the footprints of God, no matter what you would do, you will never have good people 
around you. But when God brings destiny helpers on your way, they will do whatever they will do to help you. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago, I preach everything. That is how I am. I say everything. So if you don't mind, I will say everything. I remember many years ago, I've been coming to this place many years ago, and I will come and sit down at where Auntie Carrie is sitting. I will sit there quietly, and then Alan would do church, and then Michael would tell me, let's go and look for another place if they can help you over there. And sometime, if Michael will say, or we will tell you, sometimes I don't like to go. I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> so I, would, I prefer to come around to sit down quietly. Amen. In those days, I have a church. I have a church in Ghana. And the reason why I try to travel to this place is to associate myself with a church. And not just to associate myself with a church because it's not every place that you go that the doctrine is sound. So when I came here the first time, Michael brought me here the first time, I felt good here. I said, let me be here. Hallelujah. So destiny helpers don't look at how small the thing is, how rotten the thing is. Destiny helpers, God can bring them on your way. Hallelujah. And that is my prayers of, I mean, the prayer that uh, David prayed. He said, I will lift up my, my head to the, to the hills, my eyes to the hills. Amen. When you lift up your eyes to the hills, God will bring you helpers. Helpers that will not look at your mistakes. Helpers that will not frustrate you. Helpers that will make you happy. Hallelujah. There are people in this world, they've not found their destiny helpers. And because they've not found their destiny helpers, sometimes they don't know where to go. But de destiny helpers will hold your hands. Amen. He said, my help coming from, from the Lord, which made heaven and the earth. That is the footprints of God. When one is walking in the footprints of God, that person will not be afraid of any tiny darkness. Because in the footprints of God, there is light. Amen. The same David prayed, he said, in his light, we find light. So in his light, you will find light. In his footprints, destiny helpers are there. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, Sometimes we try to tie, we will try to tie people down. When you try to tie people down and they, they are not uh, supposed to be down, whatever they decide to do, they will do it. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. But destiny helpers will be in every difficulties, they will be there with you. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Destiny helpers will always be there with you. I pray that God will give you your destiny helper. In the name of Jesus. It says that he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. When destiny helpers come, they will not suffer your foot to be moved. 
It means that they will help you. They will help you. They will bring satisfaction to you. They will bring joy to you. Hallelujah. Your destiny helpers are coming. I said your destiny helpers are coming. You know, we, 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 we have destiny killers. But I'm not sharing on the destiny killers. I'm sharing on destiny helpers. Because when, when you have a helper in life, and you know that that person, God brought that person to you, you will know that that person will be there in difficulties. Amen. Sometimes we are only there when things are good. If you could remember the life of Job, Job's wife was not a destiny helper to Job. When things were good for Job, Job, I mean, the, the wife was okay. But when things were rough, the wife was not happy. So at a point, the wife said, do you continue your integrity with God? You better leave this God. This God is not there. Amen. But destiny helpers, they will be there in the difficulties. That is what I want you to know, that destiny helpers will be there. I have a wife, and we've gone through a lot of things with church. You know, sometimes people, you make good for them, they stand up against you, say so many things. All that they want to do is to destroy what you are doing. Amen. Praise the Lord. But when destiny helpers are there, there are people that will shoulder the thing back again to where he stands. Amen. If the God factor is there, there are people like that. They will just shoulder the thing. They will say, I am going all out to make sure that this thing is coming back again. And I've seen people like that in my ministry. There was one woman, Reverend Mercy. Reverend Mercy, she was not a pastor. She was selling drinks. And people breaking out from the church. And sometimes I'll go and lie down. Ask my, I'll ask myself, what have I done? <laughs> you know, sometimes even with tears. Amen. When you are looking for destiny helpers. This woman, she's, she's far distance. And I remember one day, Keith came to Ghana. And Keith said, these people who are disturbing you, why don't you make this lady a pastor? That was from the words of, of the mouth of uh, Keith. By then, I have not even thought of it. And then she came to the Bible school. When she came to the Bible school, she graduated. And then I said, you are the evangelist of the church now. This lady went to the boss and resigned. She said, this is the work I want to do. But because you are not pushing me in, she's always in distance selling. She went, when I said you are the evangelist of the church, she went and resigned from the boss. And I have not regretted that this lady became a pastor in my church. She does more than the head pastors does. She does all the work, most of the work. She and my wife, they do excellent work. You can see that these are destiny helpers. Amen. They, they, they've really come selflessly to lift the work of God. You know, we have nothing here to glory. Here, we have nothing here to glory. No matter what we think, no matter our decisions, when it comes to God factor, we must be destiny helpers. We must stand with God that God's work will always stand strong, will be strong. Hallelujah. One, one of my pastors, very far, 
uh, Andrew and Keith went to have crusade over there. There was a time about 73 people left the church. 73 people. Because my assistant pastor went away. And the other people, you ask yourself, what are they here before they go? You ask yourself all these questions. 73 people. If you have 130 people and 73 people have gone, how many people will be left? How many people? That was a blow. And then Augustine will come from far away. Like I've seen Margaret here. He will come far away. Destiny helpers. Coming to shoulder the thing back. Hallelujah. Whenever there is a God factor in something, God always use people. Amen. So this morning I'm coming to talk to you that God can use you. You know, we can, we can do better. Some of you, you can do better. I always say that it's not even when the, you have to wait before the title is put on you. You can shoulder the work of God. Like my brother Paul, this morning I was so much encouraged with the prayer topics, you know, about love. We shoulder the work of God. Amen. We, we must all be destiny helpers because our help comes from him. When you walk in the footprints of God, when you are in the footprints of God, you will know that your help comes from him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We have not seen the Joshua's in our generation. Where are the Joshua's in our generation? You can be a Joshua. Hallelujah. We can be, you can be a Joshua. You know, I, I, I've been traveling here and I know some of you, your work tied you. But you can pray to God. If you want, you can pray to God. And you will tell me that I came and told you. Pray to God that your shifts should change. It will change. God will change it. Amen. Because you want to be a Joshua. The Joshua generation, they are people who sacrifice. Ready to sacrifice. Sacrifice even their meal for the kingdom of God to move on. Amen. Are you ready to be a destiny helper? You then you have to sacrifice. You have to be a woman or a man that can sacrifice. Hallelujah. There was a time a young boy was born, Moses. When Moses was born, a woman had to hide Moses because she was the destiny keeper of Moses. She was the destiny keeper of Moses. If that woman have not hide Moses, Moses would have been killed. But because that woman must be there for Moses to fulfill his destiny, the woman have to savage Moses. Amen. She have to savage Moses because Moses have a generation he has a work to do for the Lord. Hallelujah. Moses have a work to do for the Lord. Destiny keepers, they do three things. They spend their time. The time that God has given to them, they spend the time, their time. They will use their time to do whatever they can do for the work to move on. If you want the work of God to go on, you cannot, you cannot just be out of time. You must spend your time in it. If you spend your time in it, it will move on. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes uh, I hear people say, oh, uh, the pastor, the pastor. If you are, you, are the, you are the head pastor, 
you, have, you hear so many things. <laughs> Hallelujah. They say, oh, the pastor, I have 27 churches. Amen. So the, my phone always rings. Some of the time, I will not pick some of the phone because some of the time, the, the, the calls you will receive, they are not coming to lift your spirit. They are coming to bring you down. So at times, I don't pick some of them, their calls. Amen. I have 27 good churches. And it is not easy to pastor a church. Sometimes I will go and help other churches. But when I come home, my spirit is down. And then my wife will come and tap my shoulder. Say, get yourself up. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you have destiny helpers, they will be there with their time for you. They will encourage you. They will never bring you down until they see that this work is fulfilled. This work is fulfilled. Amen. One thing about the work of God, the more we see it, the more we go for it. That is how it is. The more we are growing, the more we are going for it. Amen. This church, we are growing and we will go for it. All that we need is destiny keepers. Men and women who can put in their time. I'm putting in my time to make sure that this work is moving on. Amen. So destiny keepers, they put in their time. The second thing destiny keepers does is that they give their talent. They give their talent for free. Amen. Amen. I don't know when Christianity became this way. People will preach and they are looking for money. People will sing, they are looking for money. Whatever people does in the house of God, they are looking for money. We, we do crusades and the money we spend to put to organize crusade is not an easy thing. And people come and they, they want to be paid before they give their gift out. Amen. I said amen. Maybe not in this place, but in Africa, the talent God has given to people, they, they, they trade it. They trade the gift God has given to them. But destiny keepers, they are not ready. When they are blessed, they are blessed, but they are not ready to be paid. They are ready to sacrifice the gift that God has given to them. You can see in the life of uh, Elijah, Eli- I mean, Elisha and Elijah. Elisha was a destiny keeper of Elijah. All that Elisha wants is that prosper in your ministry, fulfill your ministry. The grace of God upon you, use it so I will support you. So Elisha was supporting Elijah all his lifetime. And when you come to Joshua 2, Joshua 2 saw the death of Moses. All their lifetime they are there. Amen. So we we need destiny keepers in the house of God. Today, the church is going some way. We need destiny keepers. Destiny keepers who will not trade the anointing of God upon their life, the grace, the giftings of God upon their life. There are a lot of people trading with their gifts, trading, selling their gifts everywhere. Amen. So you see, you see that people start very well in their talents and in their gifts. And then before you realize, the gift is polluted. The gift is polluted. 
because they are trading it. Amen. May God give us grace to put in our talent and our gifts in the house of God. You know, in, in the house of God, there is no better preacher. There is no better drama or keyboardist. Sometimes in our imagination and as we've gone to school and we try to be expert, we try to categorize some people to be expert. But before God, we are all nothing. So if you have any gift, if you have any talent, you can bring it to board. Say, God, here I am. Use me just as I am. Amen. Amen. Use me. When I began the church and uh, many years ago, 1992, when I, I, I gave myself to, I mean, to God and I was preaching, sometimes there are places I will go to preach and I will be shaking. Today, I can preach everywhere. I can, if you give me the mic, even when I wake up and I'm sleeping, I can still preach. But when I began it, it was not an easy thing. Amen. So if you have any gift, you can come it and bring it on board. Use it to glorify God. Destiny keepers, I mean, destiny helpers, they don't, I mean, trade their gift. They give it out. Amen. They give it out. The third thing is that destiny helpers, they treasure what they have. They give it out. They give their treasure out. It's the three T. Their time, their talent, and then their treasure. They give it out. Hallelujah. Whatever you have belongs to God. We own nothing on this earth. Whatever we, we have, it belongs to him. Amen. If you realize that whatever you, you have belongs to him, you will give it to him. Especially when it comes to the work of God. You support God's work. Hallelujah. You support God's work with what you have. You know, whenever you are giving your treasure into the things of God, you are investing. You are investing. And it's proper investment. That place is a good investment you can, you can uh, forever invest in. Hallelujah. Because you will gain. You will gain on this earth and you will gain also in heaven. Hallelujah. God is calling destiny helpers. Destiny helpers. To sacrifice. You know, sacrifice is something majority of us we cannot do. We, we bring ourselves first before God. But anybody who goes for sacrifice will think about God first before himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There was a time that Abraham was with his cousin called Lot. Now, they were together and God was blessing Abraham with revelations about things that he's supposed to do. And Abraham was doing the things that he's supposed to do. But God has not asked Abraham to let Lot follow him at a point. But Abraham loved Lot so much. Sometimes we come to a point that we love people, but we don't ask God about those people. You, you can love somebody, you can love the person dearly, but sometimes you don't, you don't ask God about the person. You know, if, if you love somebody, sometimes you don't even pray too much to know the person very well. You know that. If you love somebody. You no, know, love is so... Uh, love... Sometimes we cannot define it. So when I have love for uh, Apostle Aret or Mama Aret, if I have love for her, because of the love I have for her, sometimes I don't, I, I don't even go before God 
for God to show me things about the person. So Abraham was like that. He really liked Lot. He really liked Lot. He liked Lot so much. Amen. But God has not shown a lot of things to, uh, to Abraham. God has not shown a lot of things to Abraham. Amen. So everywhere Abraham will go, you know, he will let Lot follow him. But at a point, Lot was not happy. He, he, he was making certain demands from uh, Abraham. And because Abraham was the one that received the revelation, Abraham just gave him the chance. He said, you can choose anywhere you want to go. I will bless you with that. Amen. So there are people that cannot be part of our destiny. No matter how you will tie them, uh, my, my assistant pastor who left with 43 people, I, I gave him a car. <laughs> so no matter how you will tie them, such people will not be around. Unless the footprints of God are there. When the footprints of God is there, then you can walk in it. And you know, you have to be gentle to walk in the footprints of God. In other words, you have to be patient to walk in the footprints of God. Amen. This church is older than me. You know that? This church is older than me. So which means God has worked in this church and he will continue to work in this church. Hallelujah. One man of God came to my church and he was preaching. He said, Bishop, church is like uh, uh, people who t take baths. When they reach where they are going, they get down and other people to enter. <laughs> Hallelujah. But sometimes when we love people, it's difficult for us. The meaning of Lot means veil. The meaning, the meaning of love, uh, Lot, it means covering. Abraham was receiving revelation, but at a point, the revelation was not coming. It was not coming because Lot was there. Lot was not supposed to be part of the destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's hard. When people that we love, they are not there. It's very, very, very hard. Amen. But this morning I'm preaching to you, walk in the footprints of God. Be in the footprints of God. Because in the footprints of God, he teaches you patience. Amen. He teaches you patience. And destiny helpers will never leave you. Destiny helpers will never leave you. No matter what we go through. You know, life is not perfect. And there is no one that can say it's perfect. But when destiny helpers are there, they will even stay with you if you in your mistakes. They will be with you in your mistakes. Hallelujah. That there are mistakes I do. It's true, there are mistakes I do. One time somebody was coming to play my drums, I sack him. I sack him out to, to go and play these two drums. I sack him. And my senior brother doesn't understand why a pastor should do that. So that Sunday, my senior brother was annoying with me. The man came again for the second Sunday, I sack him. Amen. I'm not saying that that man is a lot. That is not what I'm saying. But we have mistakes. 
you can do mistakes, but when somebody is your destiny helper, no matter your mistakes, the person will not leave you. And that guy, I think it's better, I can say that his life is better. In the sense that even though I'm sacking him, he still come to church. He has not left. He's still in church. So when I see him, I feel ashamed of myself that I'm sacking somebody, the person is not going. Amen. So I feel ashamed of myself. So this is one of my mistakes. But because he feels this is where I'm supposed to be, he's still in church. He doesn't care about the pastor's mistake. But some of us, if the pastor says you should go, even when the pastor has not asked you to go, you're already going. You're already going. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All that I want you to know that destiny helpers are special. They, they don't look at where it is happening. You know, I have some people in, in, in Accra, when they hear this prophet, they are there. They don't look at where it is happening because they know their destiny is tied somewhere. I have a destiny to fulfill here. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I'm going to work with Alan. I don't care what he does to me. I will work with him till he goes to glory and I goes to glory. Amen. It's true. And I don't know where I go and stand and talk about him. Maybe if I've talk, I will talk about him to my wife. But not to the church. No, no, no one. No one. You know, if, if you know your destiny is tied to somebody, you will do whatever. Amen. And I pray, I pray that you understand that we are not just living this earth. We must be in the footprints of God. Be in it. Put your feet in the footprint of God. Don't rush to push off your footprint from where you're supposed to put your footprint. Be in the footprint of God. Hallelujah. I don't preach messages for people to love me. I don't preach messages for you to say that I have preached very well. Because anytime, anytime I will preach, I seek the face of God. I ask God what... I struggle with my spirit, what I should say. So uh, I don't care whether you praise me or you don't praise me. I don't care. I've done my work. Be in the footprint of God because you should be a destiny helper. You should know who you should help. I have helped a lot of pastors, 27 churches. People come. One man of God came. I don't know whether I've said it last year. He came to my church in Ghana and then he brought a letter. When he brought a letter with pictures, and you can see all oh, his regalias with this. He said, it's an apostle. And then I said to him at the office, I said, this place, I don't employ people at the headquarters. I have had enough. I said, I don't employ people at the headquarters. But if really God has called you, I can help you to open a church. So I went myself, rent a place for him, and then we started evangelism. Three weeks, and then I gave him a church. Three weeks, there were eight. He doesn't know that the fourth Sunday, I would drive to the church. The fourth Sunday when I went, nobody was in the church. He alone was sitting down. But he didn't see me. I was in the car. I spied through the window. And then I went back to the headquarters. That very week, this man of God came to me at the office. He said, God called him to come and work with me in the headquarters. I said, no. God has not said to me. So it's no more there. I have his certificate with his pictures. I have everything. 
If somebody who is a destiny helper, he will start somewhere. He will start. He doesn't want to go through the hard way. I have gone through the hard way. I have been sacked seven places. Seven places before I have this check, nice building. He wants to put collar and suit to come and sit down. I said, go and start at where it is. Go, begin. Amen. And there are people that I do the same thing to them, and they are succeeding. Somebody like uh, uh, Pastor Che in the Western region, his church is bigger than my church. And uh, apart from my building is bigger, the membership that Pastor Che has, when I go there, they, were, they are more than 300. At, my head, at, at the headquarters, we have 97 sometime. So when somebody's destiny is tied to your destiny, the person don't care where you put him, where you throw him. He will do it. Amen. We don't want to do menal jobs in the house of God. But those are the things that shows that we are destiny keepers. We are destiny helpers. Hallelujah. I pray that God will give us a good heart, you know, to be destiny helpers. When, when your destiny is tied to somebody's destiny, somebody too will come and help you. That is how life is. Somebody will come and help you. So I pray that may the Lord bless you this morning. May you lift up your eyes to the hills because your help will come from him. Hallelujah. Your help will come from God. May you be a destiny keeper, a destiny helper to somebody in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we please stand on our feet? Oh, Lord Almighty. You want to pray shortly? I want us to pray for this ministry. We want to pray that God bring us destiny helpers. People that will come and help selflessly in this church. Just let's pray shortly for this church. Shortly, pray. Just pray shortly. Father, we need destiny helpers. Father, we pray for destiny helpers. We pray, almighty God, for the church in Longbridge. We ask for your destiny helpers, Lord. We want to see your footprint, oh God, in this very house. Father, those who are here who want to help this ministry, give them the freedom, Lord. Give them the freedom, the liberty to start doing what they can to lift this ministry up in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy, Holy Spirit. Thank you for bringing destiny helpers here in this ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We will be worshiping God's more.